looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Welcome to Ignite Your Acting Career. I'm Frank Fawcett. Here to join you with another episode. Um, I just want you all to thank you all for uh, listening to the podcast, for being here with me. Uh, I think what happens is um, now I need to start adding the video component to this. And so I'll keep uh, putting more video up on YouTube and uh bringing you the good stuff, bringing you the good content, the good acting content. Anyway, what's been going on this week? Actually, um, this week, Tyler Perry opened up a humongous studio in Atlanta that uh, actually is a game changer. It's inspiring to me. Because basically what happened was he wrote his own ticket throughout all the criticism that he got throughout all the you know slave driver reputation he got I remember one time he had a lawsuit with the writers guild because the writers that he was using were being overworked and not compensated in the same way now there is an ethical question in that but if you look at the final estimation of what's going on here this is a guy who was cranking out maybe three episodes of TV a week, you know, on certain shows and like, just like assembly line, you know what I mean? Type pace. And, uh, you know, people, people rightfully so gave him criticism for that. But when you look at the final outcome, owning your own studio, owning all of your own content, Uh, you start to see that there was a bigger goal in mind. And so then there comes a question, you know, are, are we, um, to get caught up on the minuscule things when we're actually looking to, um, to, to accomplish something bigger, to be monumental, (laughs) you know, in order to make a change, because this is a, like a sea change in studios, private ownership of studios and, and, and having your own studio where you can do what you want and rent it out to Marvel so they can shoot Black Panther or whatever. 
is a new paradigm and especially for someone of color a black person um you know it represents something right now and so we got to ask is is it forgivable to have you know gone the route that he went if this was the final goal all along and um i think it is i think it is um We've never been averse to hard work. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be. But uh, the fact of the matter is, like, if you're putting out that much content at that clip, you're going to break some eggs. I'm just going to say that. Um, whether it was personal for him to become a billionaire so that he can do these things, or if it was to become a studio so that he could accomplish his bigger goals which are yet to come because I, I have a feeling like this type of thing you know when you 100% own something <clears throat> that's something you can pass down to your your heirs you know it becomes you know Warner Brothers it becomes something we haven't seen in this era somebody that had that much gumption and fortitude to put their own uh, to bet on themselves, you know, to put themselves out there in that way. And so, you know, I give him all the credit in the world. Shout out to you, Tyler Perry. I've worked on Tyler Perry's uh, Meet the Browns years ago. Um, it was just, it was a well-oiled machine then, you know, and um, I, I remember coming in for my, you know, I don't know if it was one or two days. It was a couple days with the fitting and everything, but I, I realized that, um, you know, there was something bigger going on in this operation. You know, I'd see people like Keisha Knight Pulliam. She was on another show doing um, The House of Pain while I was shooting Meet the Browns while another show was going on. And so, like, you see everybody in the same dressing room uh, in, the, in the hairstyle trailer. And um, it was Lance Gross was there, you know, doing his show. I think they were on the same show, but either way, you get my point. Like it, it was something that was happening, uh, in a vacuum that ended up affecting a lot of people. And when you saw how, <laughs> I mean, he put the call out and all of black Hollywood showed up. I mean, pretty much, uh, with a few exceptions, like he named some, some lots, some sound stages after, uh, black performers who've never gotten this opportunity. Just some really great, like, great karma and timing for all this move. And to do it somewhere outside of California or, you know, like, you know, I, I've said it before, Atlanta has several big studios, but I, I, this is definitely one of the biggest ones. I think they said it would fit um, three of the biggest lots in California on his property in Atlanta. So that's game changing. You know what I mean? Like I would say, if you really think about it, Tyler Perry is the impetus for Atlanta becoming a top filming location in this country because it wasn't until he took Atlanta seriously that Atlanta started taking themselves seriously and offering things like, um, like uh, tax incentives and, you know, things that would, would, attract people here and and they made a distinct decision i'll give them credit they they made a decision to be like yeah we're gonna do this and we're gonna make uh atlanta a very 
um, what what uh, some of the Canadian locations were when I was starting out. You know, like it was always a kind of Vancouver and not Toronto as much, but some of the West Coast Canadian uh, provinces were pretty important in filming at a discount. So anyway, shout out to Tyler Perry. You are an American legend. <laughs> Oscar Michaud of this generation. I would say that I'll give him that, that prop. And, you know, no matter what you think of his work, you know, even Spike Lee was critical of his work, but Tyler Perry named his soundstage after him. And that was a beautiful moment. You know, like his, you know, honestly, I'm sure Spike Lee inspired Tyler Perry just as he's inspired most of us as filmmakers. So either way, um, yeah, man, just great stuff. Shout out to you, Mr. Tyler Perry. And I hope to work with you soon again. <laughs> Let's get it. We're back. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting, interesting time. I start every podcast like this. Uh, it's been an interesting time to uh, be alive. Let's be real. Um, yeah, I had a lot going on. I was um, actually procrastinating a lot. <laughs> so uh, if I haven't seen you in a while, sorry. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to power through this because I think this is important work. I think it's an important time to be uh, creative. It's an important time to put content out here, out there. And audio is a key right now. There's something I heard this week um, from a guy, a little guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. And he talked about the importance of audio uh, going forward because, you know, the people are starting to now consume all their um, all their content passively, which is hilarious because I, since I've had my Android phone, um, don't judge me. Uh, since I've had my Android phone in 2009, uh, I always use the feature to, uh, listen to YouTube in the background. Then YouTube wised up and became, um, <laughs> they started monetizing that feature in particular, because it was um, it was hard to watch a video uh, with the phone in my pocket, and I just wanted the information. So, starting to we're starting to really come to a, a point in this um, internet world where I don't know it, it, that's starting to come true. The 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 I don't know the. Zeitgeist, I just want to say a big word. Uh, the zeitgeist is changing. So uh, where people used to just, you know, be able to watch a visual piece and, and enjoy it. They might watch that, but it's secondary to what they're doing in their day, because you can always listen like you're listening to me now on a podcast and um, not really and be able to do everything you've got to do for the day because we're busy people. We're very busy people. And I think what, what that helps with is engagement. You know, people are starting to now, um, they're starting to take the video 
uh, into their day. So you could be listening to this while you're, say, cleaning your house. Like uh, one of our um, listeners actually sent me an email and told me that he was cleaning his house and that's how he discovered me. And so I got to say, this is starting to be a serious thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to take it more seriously and uh, bear with me in my growing pains because, you know, as a creative, you know, as an actor, you just want to be out there doing the acting thing more than anything else. But right now there's a we're in a place where um, I think people need help. I think there's not a lot of options in this field, especially. And I think I have a unique perspective on what we need to be doing on a daily basis to ignite our acting career. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. And so, yeah, just if you see me online, if you see I have a I have a YouTube page under Frank Fawcett. <laughs> I have a YouTube page under uh, Ignite Your Acting Career. Just f- subscribe, like, comment, subscribe. Let's start building this community, this engagement, um, because, you know, that's what motivates me more than anything. Uh, making sure that somebody's actually listening, you know, <laughs> making sure that somebody's actually out there um, absorbing this material. And, and you know, <laughs> talking into a microphone is sometimes like talking into a vacuum. And so I have to think what this episode is uh, I want it to be is sort of a, a opening up you know where I can let you know how hard it is sometimes to get up and just create and um, at, in that struggle we have to realize that um, everything is hard and if you have resistance you know um You have to be able to push through that resistance. You have to be able to continue on. Um, And that makes a lot of people give up. That makes a lot of people stop doing whatever they're doing. Um, Whether you're writing a book, whether you're writing a movie screenplay, whether you're submitting yourself for audition after audition um, or preparing on tape for on camera it's just like don't quit don't quit don't stop um allow yourself freedom to make mistakes allow yourself freedom to i I don't know be lazy sometimes you know (laughs) i mean we all get that moment where we're just not not focused not attentive to what we need to be doing and you know it's a it's a bit of self-care but it's also you know not not babying yourself not um not being an underachiever because you know i think what what i'm starting to learn is that as talented as you are you're only as talented as your commitment is your commitment to everything that you're trying to accomplish. And I think the easiest way that I've seen, you know, after 20, I did the math the other day. It's something crazy now. It's like 24 years. I 
feel like I should be like a lot farther along in my career, obviously after 20 some odd years. But, um, but yeah, like after a certain amount of time in this, you're, you're either going to just give up, you're going to stop or you're going to continue. And there's no choice to be continued because this is something you can do for the rest of your life. It's something you can do um, in a wheelchair, <laughs> you know, like, you know, things happen in life, you know, and um, it's something you can do. Uh, like I've, I've, a friend of mine actually is about to match me up with a lady here in Atlanta that actually started in her mid 40s and she was, you know, career military and uh, got her retirement and now she wants to be an actress and she's out there doing it. And I, I give it to her. She's got so much more energy than somebody like me uh, to, to just the hunger to go after what you want and the laser focus to be like, I'm going to find whatever. And, you know, they're not always going to be the marquee productions in the city. It might be a play that's pretty local or a tour, non-union tour. But as long as you're doing it, you're doing it, you know, your success. If you can um, come do do things and I'm just I'm starting to grow in a place and I feel like I feel like the. Um, the writer who writes for 27 years and never makes a penny off of his words, that guy still still continues on some kind of way and it's because he knows what his calling is he knows what he's supposed to be doing and just like her you know she lived a whole life did a whole nother career and came out on the other side of it and had this desire you know and so of course she reached out to her friend that she knew was an actor and uh now he's putting her in touch with another actor who has a podcast called ignite your acting career and, um, you know, I, I just want to be that inspiration sometimes, you know, like I want to be an example. I want to be an example of not to get too Will Smith about this. I want to be an example of <laughs> I want to be I want to be an idea. This is my Will Smith impersonation. I want to be an idea. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Will Smith. Man. Like, stop playing. <laughs> Enemy of the State was like. One of my favorite movies for a long time, um, of course, because Will Smith is um, he's an interesting case because he's actually um, he came into the game as a rapper. And in his first season of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was actually mouthing the words of the other actors. So they would he would say his line and then he would say Uncle Phil he would say Uncle Phil's line to himself off of camera. So he's mouthing the words like <laughs> if you can see the video of this, you uh, you see me mouthing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so that barrier didn't stop him. He learned on the job. And like I said, you know, you there are some people who are extremely gifted 
there are some people that like acting just came to them naturally and they were good at it from day one or they took the right classes and they came prepared by the time they got something like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But what it was was Will Smith was doggedly determined to become better and like he actually did accomplish his goals you know like oscar nominated actor box office top of the box office you know like i remember them talking about him doing research on the certain type of movies that performed well and like they can't him and his team came up with alien movies and then that started the independence day uh pursuit and then like you know, westerns. He did Wild Wild West, and it's like so scientific. You know, because it's it's no it's no accident. Will Smith, before he became the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and was making or the Fresh Prince, the rapper first. Uh, he was he was about to be an engineering student, if I'm not mistaken. It's interesting. So he handled his career as an engineer, and um, just methodically climbed his way to greatness to being a legend you know i am legend you know that's such a a affirmation and a prophecy if you think about that you know and so um i just i look up to people like that 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 maybe had the deck stacked against them the underdog you know like it's like you've got everything against you but somehow you're going to make this come out on the other side and be successful whatever that successful might be you know and so you know I have to remember because you know I I was a theater kid in high school Um, I did get it late compared to the other theater kids but you know I had a I had a good idea what I wanted to do (laughs) and um, you know like for me to come out of school and like get experiences like I did a table read with Meryl Streep, James Gandolfini, David Allen Greer, Frankie Fazion, Badge Dale, like all these great actors. And here I am at, I must have been 20 and I was at a table and I was swinging for the fences, man. The movie never got made. And I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but, um, you know, it was a great opportunity to like kind of establish a relationship with Meryl Streep, you know, which was crazy because uh, it continued on. I actually went to school at NYU with her son. Her son came the next year after we had done that reading. And so, um, yeah, her son, Hank. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's like, you never know which direction it's going to take you. And I, like I said, at 19 and 20, did I know the gravity of these moments? Did I know that this would be something I'll be talking about late into my career? And so that wasn't even the beginning because I, I felt like I had done undergrad before that. And I had done movies in Baltimore, audition for The Wire. And, you know, just so the. If I told you, and I guess I will because I have this uh, this platform, if I told you the twists and turns and valleys and peaks of this career that you're looking forward to, 
because in that email, the guy mentioned, he said he had just started maybe seven months ago and he's making some headway. So it's, it's important that he, um, like laser focus in now and get that, get that stuff, um, get that work, get that real, uh, get the agent, get the manager, get everything lined up while you have this heat, because, you know, like that's, that's kind of what I'm going through right now is how do you rekindle the heat that you once had, you know? And so just being honest, man, you know, like (laughs) it's, it's a tough thing, you know, because I see all manner and sort of, you know, person and level and career and like it's anybody's game. You know what I mean? They're not really asking what you've done. They might recognize you from something, but it's about what you're doing right in front of them at the moment. And if they can fit you into this character, this scene. And then, you know, also giving yourself the ability to not be judgmental on yourself because sometimes you're just not right for it. Sometimes the lead is maybe five, five. I'm six, two. I'm supposed to be playing his little homie. I'm supposed to be playing the sidekick. The sidekick can't be six, two at that point, unless it's, you know, um, what's that movie twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. It's like, you know, I can't control that. I can't control that that actor is the priority in that moment. Now, when my movie comes out and I'm 6'2", um, and I lie, I'm not 6'2", I'm 6'1 and a half. <laughs> but my, my listed slate weight and height or height is 6'1". I mean, 6'2". Six 6'1", six if I think, yeah. <laughs> it goes back and forth. You know, your slate is when you, um, I should explain this. It's when you um, say your name, your height, and your agency at the beginning of an audition tape. So I do that a lot when I'm auditioning. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to, you got to kind of realistically um, understand it's out of your control in a lot of ways until you're to the place where you're making your own films, which, you know, I've been there too. And, you know, I'm currently there actually about to start, uh, another film, which you all might be able to help me with. I'm actually going to raise, uh, do a crowdfunding for a film. Um, and well, film slash TV show. Cause I don't know what form it's finally going to take. I think TV show, because uh, I want to do something that would be a challenge to consistently um, create. And so, um, but yeah, I'm going to do like a like an Indiegogo campaign. And uh, I'll give you all the information as things develop. I, I haven't posted anything about it just yet, but it's on the way. So heads up. And, uh, you know, I would love if you could support me. That's the thing that gets us out of bed is like, actually getting a chance to create you know but um and and i like i said i recommend it highly because no one can write your ticket better than you can it's just a simple fact 
Think about Tyler Perry. You know, Tyler Perry was told no so many times that he said, hey, I got these plays that I've been doing and I'm going to tour them around uh, AKA the Chitlin circuit, <laughs> you know, non-mainstream um, venues and, you know, just build upon that. That became the beginning of his his career, his journey. And um, that transferred to the movies to now owning one of the biggest studios in the world. You know, it's bigger than I think they said three of the lots in um, California put together. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, I think there's also, you know, the thing about Atlanta is it's kind of a sleeping giant. Um, it's he's got a huge studio and I think it might be the biggest in Atlanta now. Um, but big is relative because there's some other huge studios here, too. And I'm like, they're popping up all over the place, you know, within the last five years. Um, just massive places, you know, like just amazing stuff. I think one time they filled it up with water and like shot like an ocean scene in one of these sound stages, you know, I'm rambling. Anyway, I'm about to get off of here. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Once again, I'm Frank Fawcett, host of Ignite Your Acting Career, the podcast, the video content. You can follow me at Frank Fawcett anywhere on social media. Back on Facebook, baby. Got a like page there. Um, I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> Instagram, Fawcett Media. Um, also, Ignite Acting. Um on Ignite Your Acting Career on Instagram and Ignite Acting on Twitter. Yeah, we're out here, man. Trying to get, get in these social media streets and get this podcast to the people, man. We should make this the biggest acting podcast ever. I think there's a space for it. Just based on what I'm seeing. Like, in my small, humble podcasting um We've already got over 14,000 listens in the last two and a half months, three months. That's huge. That goes back to what Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about. Passive listening is here to stay. Um, integration with Google Alexa, uh, what, 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 um, Apple Home, all those devices that are now in our lives. We're going to be to a place where you can set an alert for Ignite Your Acting Career so you can get your morning motivation and you just say, hey, Alexa or or Apple Home or Siri, <laughs> um, play Ignite Your Acting Career automatically in the morning and then I just pop up, you know. So <laughs> I'm not going to pop up. I'm not going to boom, hit you with the hey, but. <laughs> I'll be in your ears or in your home on the speakers. How about that? That sounds amazing. So, uh, yeah, I thank you for joining me. And, um, you know, you can send me emails. I'll, I'll listen to your emails and respond, get back to you. Or you can send me DMs. Just send me your questions, man, because this is great. It gives me um, something to talk to and, and talk 
talk about. And when I start live streaming too, like it'll be great to have some people in the room just, you know, in the chat. That's always good content when you just get to answer questions. And man, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. I've talked to a couple actor friends and they want to do interviews. So, you know, yeah, it's exciting times. 2020 is going to be amazing. And, you know, we're not even there. I'll probably come back to you pretty soon. But um, until then, um, let me give you a little affirmation. Until then, I don't know. <laughs> let me think of something. Until then, act act like no one's watching. I used that before. It was dance like no one. You get what I'm saying. Ignite Dragon Career. We out.